Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 197. John and Wendy, welcome back. Janelle Rodriguez. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. Happy December. Happy December. Where did it go? Where Where did 2021 go? I, I don't know. It's been quite an eventful year. And just like every other year, there's mm-hmm. always a lot of new things that are out there. And we wanted to talk about our friends across the pond, as it were, that have yep. a new podcast going. So exciting that uh, Be The Ripple, Joanna and Scott have started a podcast. I love it. I-, I love to see the community grow that way. It's an interesting concept too, Wendy, in that they are going to basically record an open and close for each episode, okay. but each episode is going to be made by different people literally oh. around the globe that are talking about kindness in the workplace. Oh, Wow. We've had Joanne on the show. Look forward mm-hmm. to having Scott on after the first of the year. Be the Ripples doing really great things Man. in our space. I'm a huge fan. And when Joanna reached out to us to let us know this was happening, we said, we got it. We got to talk about <laughs> it. And we got to let people know it's out there. Yes. So make sure that you're checking that show out. We'll have a link in the show notes for the Be The Ripple podcast. Yeah, take a look. And Mm -hmm. if it's something that you're interested in taking part in down the road, believe on their site, there's even links to sign up to either be a host or a guest or be part of that bigger conversation about kindness. So again, really excited for them and anything we can do to help. We like doing that. Plenty of tide for all the boats. Exactly. Exactly. Wendy, it has been an incredibly long time since we've talked to Janelle. Yes. Let's make the introduction and get started. Well, I'm excited to welcome Janelle back to the show. Very dear friend. All of my Facebook memories and uh, Twitter memories are coming up that we were headed to the Sherm Leadership Conference three years ago at this time. Oh, no, I'm going to take that back. It was four years ago at this time. Wow. Where'd the time go? And I was going to get to meet Janelle in person for the very first time. Janelle. Welcome back to the show. So pumped that you are here. First question is still, what's in your glass? Wendy and John, it's so great to be back. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, it's been uh, four years. That's that's a long time, but I'm very happy to say that it has been four years and that we still uh, maintain a close friendship with both you and John. So what's in my glass? So I have discovered this whole hazy IPA craze has been going on and I am drinking and I saved it just for you guys, just for this time, this time slot. It is a new realm, hazy like a fox IPA. It's a local brewery. Oh They're one gosh. of their main locations is here in Atlanta. They have another one in Savannah. And I absolutely love it. And I'm a huge IPA fan anyway. But I was like, what is this craziness? What is this, you know, this wizardry? And uh, it's really, really good. <laughs> uh, I have tried like three or four different types of hazy ones from like dogfish. Yeah. And I have a six pack of Sierra Nevada. But I'm really digging this uh, hazy like a fox IPA. So that's that's what's in my can tonight. <laughs> Just for you guys. I love the name. I love Hazy Like a Fox. That is awesome. Janelle, it is really hard to believe you first appeared on the show on episode six. Six. Wow. We had an episode six, Wendy. Hard to believe. But that was in March of 2018. That's incredible. What are you up to now? Oh, gosh. Um, so much has changed since that time. Um, what, like Wendy mentioned, we had met at the Sherm Volunteer Leadership Conference in D.C. in 2017. And since then, um, I progressed through 
my volunteer leadership with my former chapter at the time. Very excited to make it to the past president role and then kind of work my way out. Volunteer leadership is, is quite a bit of a challenge that took up a lot of my time, but glad to say that I have done it and I have, you know, moved on from there. I also moved to Atlanta at the start of 2021. Uh, I've kind of kept that, you know, just like on the DL because there's a lot going on and, you know, it's not everybody is, uh, you know, supportive of that sort of thing. And so I just kind of was like, you know, I'm going to gonna move on and, you know, South Florida, I love you. I love my house behind. I have it rented out and everything. And uh, I miss my folks and my, my friends and family, but I really wanted to take that opportunity and just see what else was out there. I used to come up here and visit my best friend and her now husband since they, you know, she moved here in 2013. I would come like three and four times a year. So I was like, you know what? After spending 12 months in my house for 24 hours a day, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to look for a change of scenery. <laughs> You know, and I didn't want to hear any like, oh, you're moving during the pandemic. And so, you know, I didn't want any of those like comments and, you know, people with the best intentions, of course, sharing how risky it could be. I was just like, no, I'm good. I mean, thankfully, I was able to keep my job. Um, I was already remote for a good number of years with my employer. So it wasn't like a big deal. My, my clients weren't going to suffer. I wasn't in a different time zone. But man, let me tell you, it has been such an experience since I moved here. I have done so much. I have been focusing on a hobby of mine and I've just been exploring new places and and I was already starting to like relive my tourist life in South Florida during the pandemic trying to get out there just trying to not go you know crazy and this is just moving up here just kind of like took it to a whole new level I will say that I am adjusting now to the weather and while I'm a fall baby it has been a long time since I've lived in this cool weather full time <laughs> So just add that to my experiences up here. So right now, I mean, so over the years, you know, I did my chapter leadership and, you know, always maintain my position in HR locally, well, local to South Florida. But since I've been up here, I've just kind of diverted my focus a little bit and it has been a breath of fresh air. That's what I've been up to. All good things. Definitely kept you busy, which is great. And love that you're sharing all of your photography and being able to do that some more. So absolutely love that. Now, you are, are one of those few people that has been doing remote probably longer than a lot of us have. Talk to us about how you've been able to adjust working remote, but working in a different city, in a different state. How has that affected your work or has it? And then what advice would you give other people who are looking to say, hey, I can work remote. I can work from anywhere. I wasn't a big fan of it at first. And while I've been doing it, you know, full time since the start of the pandemic, because we didn't have a choice, um, you know, I was still part time going into the office because I lived and worked in the same city. So a couple days a week, I would go in, you know, I really had to kind of ease my own self into it. And it really was just the quality of service that I was bringing to my clients. Um, you know, our office had undergone some right sizing. And so they put us right in the middle of sales. I mean, I could have went remote completely. But you know, I liked being around my, you know, my peers, and we all supported different divisions. And you know, we were supporting one another. But having been in the middle of a different division just kind of made it really tough. So to be able to provide quality service and and just balance, if you will, like just thought process without having that kind of interruption, I had to move remote. And then forcibly, I was, you know, done so full time. I would say having your own space really was beneficial. I used to work everywhere. My house, I, I have a townhouse and I used to work upstairs, downstairs, on the sofa, at the dining room table, never in my bed because I just, that's too tempting to take a nap, never. 
one day I just cleared off my desk. I was having company. And so my guest bathroom was just kind of like that catch all, but it had a desk and it had a chair in there. And so I just cleaned it off. And after having, you know, conversations with my best friend who also was working from home and had quite longer than I had, you know, she encouraged me to just kind of like have that separate space. And it was like a world of wonder because just being able to shut down close the door to the guest bedroom and know that I'm done for the day really helped me have that work-life balance, even when I was doing it part-time, but more so when I was doing it on a full-time basis, you know, at the start of the pandemic, playing music in the background, because I have, I listen to music 24-7. I've got music playing in the background now. Uh, so, you know, playing a really good channel or, you know, depending on what it is, that, you know, your mood is. But I think having, you know, music and also having sunlight is really helpful. Um, when I first started working from home, my desk was facing the wall. <laughs> so after a while, one day I took, I took the day off and I'm like, I'm going to rearrange this space and make it work for me. And I flipped the whole thing around using those uh, furniture mover slider things and um, put my desk in front of the window. And while it did make me a little bit of a nosy Nelly, because sometimes I had the windows open, just being able to have that sunlight uh, was really, really beneficial to me. So that just, I, I don't know, there was something about it. Even on a rainy day, having that natural light in the room, in the space, just changed my whole perspective. I would say for anyone that is, you know, approaching it or considering the idea, those would probably be the top things. Have that dedicated space. And now I live in a much smaller living space because I did, you know, with the move, I wasn't ready to purchase another home. I chose an apartment with a sunroom. So while it's not a closed off space, it is definitely separate from my dining room or from my living room. And I could just close my blinds, walk away from the space when I'm done with my day and know that, you know, life goes on, right? Because just because we're working from home or we're working remotely, unless you're an entrepreneur and you like that sort of thing, I'm not about that 24-7 work life. Like that doesn't work for me. I think being able to just consider, you know, what your space is, evaluate your space to see where you can put yourself. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. My desk is very, very bare. I found that the less storage space I have, the less crap I need. So I love that, you know, so you don't need this elaborate like workstation or anything like that. I will say invest in a good chair because I got rid of the chair I had. I bought another chair. It sucks. I do what I can with it. I have one of those like coccyx cushion things. Sometimes I take it off. Sometimes I take, you know, I put it back on and, you know, whatever, but definitely invest in a good chair. I also have a sit stand that my company bought for me. I don't have anywhere to put it right now, but I did in my other place. So that was really helpful too, you know, because just having that standing perspective when you're working or when you're presenting could be beneficial. Be a minimalist. Don't go nuts buying a ton of crap. You don't need it. Invest in a relatively decent ring light. You don't need to have one of those like super high powered ones. But on a cloudy day, I turn on the little ring light I have that also has a cell phone mount to it. And it's fantastic. It's USB. I bought one of those like USB out surge protector with the USB plugs in it too. So I can have my whole your workstation all plugged into one. It's fantastic. So uh, invested in a moderately decent ring light. I bought mine at Groupon for like 20 bucks and it does the job. I don't go to work with a full face of makeup even when I do live my live meetings. So, you know, like I'm not trying to be a movie star. So I don't need to highlight everything, but you know, I want them to see my face a little bit, <laughs> but not everything that's in the background, you know, <laughs> and keep to a schedule. I think it's really important to keep to a schedule. Um, I'm not like a huge planner or anything like that, but I have traditional business hours with my organization. It's a conservative organization, and I'm very grateful for those business hours because that's the mindset that I have. This is when I start my day. This is when I end my day. Just being able to have that schedule knows that I can work my whole life around that or, you know, sometimes in the middle if I need to step out. Um, I have gotten used to it, especially with the move. I knew that working remotely was going to be permanent 
there wasn't going to be an option. There are no offices in Atlanta. They've all been closed and repurposed. So I don't have a physical workspace anymore. And I don't really know any of the colleagues nearby anyway. So I, you know, I really don't have a, a work home to go to. But once I got over that hurdle, I think it's just been, you know, it's kind of just been easy peasy. You know, I found a way to do as much as I can electronically. So I don't really miss my printer. I do miss the shredding, though, having that like shredding compartment. <laughs> Because, you know, like, I deal with a lot of like, cost client information. And sometimes you have PII, not that I would want to write it down. But you know, we print reports and stuff. And so I do miss the shredding component, but not having a printer. I'm okay with it. We've got a really good PDF form maker thing. It works out well. They've invested a lot in the electronic tools for us to be able to function remotely, or at least virtually. And that has been beneficial. Plus, I can travel in December, I'm going to go visit my parents, I'm going to uh, one of my best friend's wedding down and deep down uh, South Miami, and I'm going to get to work part of the time that I'm home, you know, in my parents house. I mean, it's not going to be the most comfortable, (laughs) you know, because it's not like an office setup or whatever. But I'll get to spend time with my parents, I can go see my friends that I used to work with after work and have dinner with them and and know that I'm I'm not taking any of that extra PTO because I need that for something else, you know, for a vacation. And I would say the last thing now that I say that is take your PTO seriously. Like just because you can work from home and you can do your laundry and run the dishwasher and vacuum at the, you know, end of a stressful day, none of that is is time off. So definitely take your PTO, go on vacation, go see a friend, take a road trip, whatever, but definitely step away and and take that time that's hard earned. Janelle, lots of new things this year for you. And as we approach 2022, there's going to be a lot of new things for all of us. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge as HR practitioners that we're going to face in the coming year? Man, that is such a doozy. <laughs> we never said it was easy. <laughs> That's no, not true. We do say it's usually easy. I feel like it's a never-ending, vicious wormhole that we're in. If, if HR wasn't in one before, we are certainly in one now that doesn't feel like it has an end in sight. I'm in the client space, right? So I consult with clients. And at the end of the day, they're the ones that have the decision to make for their business. And, you know, I try to sway them the best way possible, influence them. But I mean, the way things are going now with this OSHA ETS and all the opinions and sentiments and feelings and struggles, you know, this whole theme about the great resignation, I I think that's false, I think people have been dying to quit their jobs and this was the opportunity to do to do so. So go them. In some cases, I don't necessarily feel sorry for the employers. You know what? You should have been giving your employees better benefits. You should have been paying them more money. You know what I mean? Because not every employer is, you know, out for the employees. A lot of times they're out for themselves. So I feel like it's just another layer of sensitivity that employers would have to look for another layer of awareness for employees. Um, it's an opportunity for everyone to be educated and not everybody is willing to make the time to do so, so that they can have better workforces so they can attract a workforce in general, right? Cause there's a lot of businesses out there that have a quote unquote shortage, um, but that's because everybody knows their tea, right? So everybody's tea is out now. There's no hiding. <laughs> there's no hiding that. So now he's going to be, you know, creative in some way. I just think that as the laws change and and there's a lot of political opinions and needs and agendas that are driving the workforce and HR, like, while I enjoy what I do, I don't envy those that have found an opportunity to do something else. (laughs) And that is like, that is (laughs) as politically correct, honest as I can make it. Because there are days where I'm like, 
I'm too old for this. <laughs> you know, like, oof. I mean, there's only so many attorney webinars and Napier webinars and whatever and articles that I could read to just, you know, try and stay on top of the one thing that has come out and then something else comes out that is, you know, and clients are banging down your door and, you know, and never mind that we still are in a pandemic and, you know, we have employees that are te- fully vaccinated, testing positive and employers mandating vaccinations and, you know, certainly not going to get into all that, but that doesn't help. Thank goodness for hobbies and extracurricular activities. (laughs) Definitely. Janelle, you have been a part of our community since the very beginning. We got to know you on other Twitter chats, and now you've been a part of our community, and we love it. What's been the best thing to happen to you from taking part in this community? I think the best thing, well, no, I don't think, I know the best thing about being a part of this community and, and being a part of it when I became a part of it is supporting the community and watching other people flourish, do other things, you know, whether it's in the HR space or a personal space and witnessing people achieving milestones that maybe they wouldn't have before, or, you know, maybe they just needed the support from the community and just the people in general. Um, I am still close with a lot of people today that I met four years ago, like yourself and John, even before then, right? Because we were connected even before we actually met, maybe a year or so. Um, So to be able to, you know, reach out or text some of those individuals or send a message or, you know, drop a postcard in their mail and uh, still be able to do that today in 2020 has been incredibly beneficial, especially for someone like me who can be, who is a self-proclaimed nomad. So prior to the pandemic, I was always traveling. I was always going somewhere, you know, which led my time to be kind of limited. So Um, just knowing that I still have those connections and I still enjoy seeing those individuals and and how they've progressed in their personal and professional lives uh, is really heartwarming to me. And the support that they've given me too. I mean, there's been numerous times where I've been, you know, reaching out with a question or I need a survey because I'm working at a, you know, for a project. And so that reciprocity uh, from a lot of those individuals is uh, very heartfelt and uh, it's, it's very important to me. Even now where I feel like I've kind of taken a step back, it's nice to just you know, see everybody doing their own thing and what they're up to, not from a nosy perspective, but like a, yeah, you know, like I knew that person when they did something else and, you know, and they're doing awesome. And so, you know, it's, it's little things like that. Kind of like you guys. You know, one of the things that we started doing in the last year or so is crowdsourcing questions from guests. In this case, Tom Shin asks, what one thing would you add or delete to the HR field if you could and why that thing in particular? That is an excellent question. And I feel like it's been haunting me all day because when I when I read the email earlier today, because I was off today and I wanted to prepare for today's uh, chat and I was like, Whoa, I don't I was about to crowdsource the answer. Actually, I thought about it. I was like, well, I can text, you know, a couple of my friends and just and just see like, OK, you know what, <laughs> you know, what would you what would your answer be to that? And I did not do that. I wanted to be as authentic as possible. And I will say it still kind of stumps me a little bit. I feel like I would add and delete stuff like not an or like it, it could be an and like what I would add and, and what things that I would take away to the HR field. I'd really love for. Uh, the HR community, the profession on a domestic and a global level to be looked at in a far more positive light. So I would delete maybe some of that transactional stuff. Not that we have to be, you know, like super happy HR professionals, but I do feel that there are certain tasks that maybe shouldn't fall upon us just because we're HR. That should be more leadership driven 
that I think would make us be more effective and efficient in our role. Because right, some of the challenges we have as HR professionals, regardless of what your specialty is, is we don't have the time. Why? Because we have an inefficient and ineffective process that we're dealing in, regardless of what your industry is in. So I would remove some of the transactional stuff that would just, it's kind of like a time suck for us. I would also remove the poor leadership. We have HR professionals in the profession that it's time for them to go, <laughs> that maybe are not. <laughs> they should have never been in this role. Uh, they don't help the cause. So I would definitely, you know, remove them. And I would add more of a holistic approach. Uh, and it's probably been done more on a global scale. Um, I worked on something similar with my colleagues. And it coincidentally was at the start of the pandemic, but it was just like, you know, we are people too. So I think I would add a lot more humility to the role. Not to say that HR professionals in general are arrogant or anything like that. That is not my message. But I think adding humility to the perception of the role, like we are human too. Um, I think a lot of times organizations and even employees forget that aspect. We're in that delicate role, right? We're for the employees, but we also have to be for the employer. E- even myself as a in the, a professional in the client space, I represent my employer. It's, it's trifold, right? Because I have to protect myself, my employer, and be conservative with my client and, and guide them appropriately. So I think people tend to forget that we're also human. <laughs> so adding a lot more humility in a, a holistic approach, which I think a lot of organizations are doing now, you know, for some of us, it could be a daily and a dollar short. So how's that for an answer? <laughs> I love it. Janelle, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. And because you've been on before, you get the truncated version. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? Believe it or not, I used to fantasize that I was this famous photographer living in Manhattan in a loft apartment. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm from the Bronx originally and you know, if you lived in Manhattan, like you made it big, right? Because the right. square footage, you know, what you pay for square footage, you know, and I just, it just fascinated me. I'm never going to, well, not never say never, but um, I no longer fantasize about living in Manhattan. I would like to still maybe live in a loft apartment, but perhaps in Atlanta would be better if I can afford it. But um, I am working my way slowly towards my dream role one step at a time. Janelle, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? You know, I actually don't think I have gained anyone in my network. I think I've kept my network pretty tight as of late, um, not for any particular reason other than I've just shifted focus. I will say that for the people that are in my network, anyone that chooses to follow me, follow those people because <laughs> they're great people. <laughs> Uh, so I, I haven't gained anyone lately. I've kind of been in, in an entirely different space, but I'm very happy with my network as it is today. So I, to reiterate, if you follow me, follow the people that I follow. They're amazing. <laughs> How do you maintain balance? I maintain balance by being curious. So I mentioned before that during the pandemic, I basically was like going nuts. And so I picked up my camera again and I started to become a tourist in my own city or my own area, my own county, whatever. Now I don't have a choice because anywhere I go, I've never been here before, you know, in Atlanta. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my, my boyfriend calls me Dora the Explorer because I'm like, I missed an exit. I'm like, oh, we'll just go to the next one. We'll figure it out. Like, yeah, it's okay. I think just being curious and not being so quick to 
pass a judgment or, you know, if something annoys me and, and, and I've got a short temper and I have absolutely zero patience, but trying to look at it from a different perspective, like, you know, maybe there's a reason why XYZ has happened and, you know, maybe I need to just take like a step back and, and not be so upset about it or, or, you know, not be so quick to react. So I think that has been really been helpful. I also maintain my therapy virtually since I moved from South Florida and I would see her like every two weeks on, I actually requested to have video meetings. And so she had to find a way to get it on video and that has totally helped me keep my balance. I'm a huge proponent of mental wellness and well-being. And so that's been super beneficial. So Janelle, you've talked a bit about photography. What's another hobby or thing you really like to do that may surprise people? I can be pretty crafty. Like I don't consider myself a creative person per se, but like I'm not one of those, like if you give me a blank canvas, you're going to have like a masterpiece. That's not going to happen. I will gladly give it back to you blank. But if you gave me something and said, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z, or I, I don't know, like I, I'll DIY the hell out of something and, and it'll work or I'll come up with some idea. Like I'm an idea factory. I couldn't come up with the project myself originally, but man, I could give you a number of ideas to just kind of like make it work. And I'll never forget, I was in a training and development class. It was like my last summer before graduating college at UCF. And we had to do this, whatever we were doing, they were going to write a script. And I'm not a thespian by any means. And so the only way that I could, I thought I could contribute some value to this project was to make all the sock puppets. So we went to the <laughs> store. We got those like, you know, those long socks with the three colors yeah. on the, you know, the ones the, the men used to wear or the boys. And uh, I made like kings and queens and they had staffs. I mean, they were like the coolest sock puppets ever. I mean, it was a big deal. And, um, you know, just like random, like random things like I sew and I, I sew by hand. I learned over the pandemic too. So using the sewing machine, I had to fix the sewing machine first. So that was another step in my learning curve. But, you know, I sew. And if I like a bag and I don't like the straps, it's got to be a canvas bag. But if I don't like the straps and I want longer straps, I'll go to Joanne, get some belting, and I'll re-sew it on. And, and you'll never know. You'll be none the wiser. So, you know, I can kind of make things my own with a, you know, needle and thread or, you know, some crafty. There's a level of craftiness DIY in me that I never knew I had. And I'm also very determined. So I had a couple DIY, you know, uh, home improvement projects during the start of the pandemic as well. And yes, I now know how to remove my garbage disposal from my sink and put it back. And it still works. <laughs> nice. So, yep. Don't ever let anything go down the garbage disposal that doesn't belong there. Trust. I love it. Finally, Janelle, as you know, we are crowdsourcing our, some questions. If you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? Okay, so this was the other question that stumped me today. Like I was starting to sweat over this one because I was like, what What would I ask that hasn't already been asked? I did not come up with an answer and I didn't crowdsource that one either. But now that I'm on the spot, I would maybe ask the next guest, like, what is their favorite recipe? Well, first of all, do they cook? If they cook, then I would want to know, like, what is their favorite recipe? Like, or are they willing to share their traditional, you know, their family traditional, like the thing that gets passed down from generation to generation. The grandma's secret recipe. Yeah, something like that. I'd be very curious about that. I'm feeling cooking lately. It's the holidays. Um, I'd want to know what their favorite recipe is or their favorite cocktail even. I mean, you know, who doesn't love a good cocktail? Janelle, it's in the book now. So it will oh, be asked. Yay! 
great. You will get an answer very soon. I love it. I love it. It has been such a, a joy to be able to spend some time. And I will tell you that thinking about terms of memorable times with people in this group, my time with you and Wendy in Florida for HR Florida running around Disney Springs yeah. is up there in terms of fun and, and, and entertainment. And the fact that I think you sent me a nice little gift after that. And, and Wendy had a calendar with a bunch of stuff that had pictures from that event. Glad you're well. And I'm glad that this move was successful. You're not the only person we know that moved during this. John Baldino went the other way. He went from Philly down to Florida. Glad you're in a good place. And I need to go find this photography because I didn't know you were doing that. Shame on me. I know you haven't been building the network in the last little bit. However, there are probably listeners that aren't connected with you that based on what they've heard here are going to want to. Best way for them to reach you out there. I would say the best way to reach me would be through still through Twitter, and that's JanelleR1021. If you want to take a look at my photography, everything is on my Instagram page. It is open. It's Janelle Loves Photos, and Loves is L-U-V-S. So for all the photography walks that I have been on with the local county public arts division and just my own exploration with my camera buddy, I, I post at least 10 photos per expedition with a variety of hashtags. We'll have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, follow. Whatever platform you're listening on, check mark plus mark, whatever it is, just hit that. You're going to get that download each and every week. If you're listening to this in real time, if today is December 2nd, you have until tomorrow to submit questions for the Ask Us Anything episode, prizes galore. So make sure you do submit a question. But again, got to have it in by the third. International listeners, we want to talk. We're really looking forward to having more of you on in 2022. It is going to be here sooner than you know it. Please reach out to us. And let's start having those conversations to get those get those scheduled. Janelle, again, great to see you, and thank you again for joining us. And so, for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>